Good morning. It's Thursday, May 5th, and uh, I was up again late last night. Don't know why, but um, getting a, a slightly late start. We got jobs numbers coming at 8.30, but um, the big news is the, the Fed rally. If you guys were watching, um, I was watching at 2 o'clock some charts, and I was going to um, buy Twilio, ET, or Etsy. Uh, one of the three, I was leaning towards ET, uh, energy transfer, and I said, eh, it, it had run up into um, kind of from 17, I'm, I'm sorry, 11, let me look at it, I'm pulling it up right now, um, it had run up from uh, kind of 1170 all the way to 1180, and I was like, eh, I don't really want to do it, and then um, boom, two let's see, uh, 220, when Steve Leisman of CNBC asked uh, Jay Powell about a 75, um, a three-quarter point rate hike in June, and Powell said, it's, it's off the table. And then, boom, that, that was the end of it. Um, ET kind of ran up into earnings, and then they announced earnings, and it just went up. Uh, again, I'm I'm claiming a hat trick on this one. First, Devon on Monday, then AMD on Tuesday, um, and then this one on Wednesday. Uh, ET probably would have been my play. I, I missed it again. Personally, I've missed AMD and I missed um, ET. But even Twilio, Twilio has been nuts. By the way, if you look at this chart, um, we've been up and down eighteen percent. Um, essentially Twilio yesterday at about two o'clock, you were trading at about 108. It closed at 118. So, you know, close to your eight, nine percent. Um, and then in the after hours when they announced earnings, it went all the way down. They first announced earnings and it went back down to 96, um, and hopefully you got it, 96, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, and then it went all the way up to, uh, let's see, 125. Uh, I'm sorry, 130. It went to 130 in the after hours. Um, so you had ET, which, which was a good earnings. Boom, you could have got made about 10% on that one. Um, uh, probably a little bit less, but I'm telling you, You'll get your 10% because energy is going to continue to go up. Uh, Twilio, which was my number two, most likely if you timed this one right, you easily made your 10%. Um, now, the one that, that didn't get 10% was Etsy. Um, Etsy did, uh, if you were watching at about 2 o'clock, this was about 96. Uh, it closed at 109. So. You got your 10% within the, the trading day. Um, again, if you'd bought it before the, the, the question to Jay Powell, easily would have gotten your 10% to get out. Um, if you waited for earnings, you kind of got killed on this one. You didn't get killed because if you bought it at 96, you, you, you're at that point now. Um, it's trading for 96 right now. Uh, it's kind of clear that the consumer with discretionary spending, uh, specifically Etsy is 100% discretionary spending. 
Um, then you add in Amazon earnings and you add in, by the way, last night's Shopify earnings, which were just horrifically bad, just like Amazon. Um, I think what you're seeing is the, uh, the, the first kind of pullback of e-commerce, large e-commerce plays. Um, and, and that's probably just because they were so big in 2020 and 2021. Um, and, and the comps are a little bit tough. So uh, these companies are continuing to spend a lot. Um, they're not growing as fast. So you're seeing a, a compression of their, their PE ratio. Etsy in particular, their PE ratio is 32. You guys know from listening to the show that, that want, the market wants that to be 17 to 20. So um, even 15. But I am claiming the hat trick. Um, yesterday's rally was 4% on ind- indexes. A- an index that, that rises 4% in a day. Huge, huge day. Now, here's what I want to say about this. Well, it's great that, you know, hey, we, we had a good rally. We've been beaten down. I mean, that's essentially it. This is just a, a dead cat bounce. The bottom was in. All it took was some type of good news to get some, some money in here. Um, everybody's saying that Silicon Valley is still sitting on the sidelines from an investor standpoint, that there's still some fear out there. Uh, he took the half point, um, he put, well, he should, he took the, the three quarter point in June off the table. Cause he said specifically that one month of, uh, economic data, meaning inflation that will come out in May is not enough to, um, move them to a quarter point. But essentially, he said we will move in each direction. In my view, he kicked the can down the road. Um, he satisfied the market. He didn't want to crash the market with saying, hey, we're going to be even more aggressive because the market has already crashed. So he was kind of straddling this line of, hey, I don't want to kill things, but I also don't want things to rally so much that we're not able to um, uh, pull things back next in the next in July. So he basically, from now till June, you are free to buy. You are free to look at stocks that, that have an opportunity like Tesla, like NVIDIA, um, like Snowflake, like Facebook, like Microsoft. Um, you're free to look at those and, and go into them. Uh, essentially, what Powell has done is put in play, uh, there's two things that need to happen. There's China needs to reopen. So if China reopens and in, in the month of June, uh, May and June, I think that's one of the two things that happens that's good for him because then he won't be forced to do extreme, extreme measures. Um, the second thing that needs to happen is there's a potential food shortage that is coming uh, with this crop. Um, we can't plant enough food to... Um, supplement what's going to be lost from Ukraine and Russia. That, that war is 30% of the world's calories. Um, they just can't plant things enough, fast enough. The plants are already in the ground. Um, you know, that, that, that potential food shortage will probably need to be uh, remedied. And, and who knows how it's going to be remedied, but it will be remedied. That means your fertilizer stocks <laughs> probably will go through the roof. Um, some of your food stocks probably go through the roof. They're going to have pricing power. They're going to need to raise prices because demand will be in all time high. A- again, food shortage on that one. 
So those are the two things that really need to happen. And, and he kicked the can down the road. Now, if somehow those two things are, are rectified um, between now and July, when the next questionable rate increase comes, maybe he only has to do a half a point. Maybe he only has to do a quarter of a point. Um, that will make the, re- the market rally further. If he's forced to do a three-quarter point in July, you will see the markets pull back to where they were last week. Um, I think, again, I've, I've mentioned this before, um, SPY is in, a, in an absolute trading range, um, and, and I will post this on, on Twitter again. Yesterday in the afternoon, we had a buy on the SPY uh, candle, which isn't surprising with the huge candle that we saw. Um, volume indicates just enormous. The RSI is at 52, so it's just going into the overbought territory of above 50. <clears throat> um, I think you're, you'll see a, a slight rally today. <clears throat> um, if, not, if it's not a pullback, you'll see a slight rally. In my mind, I don't think you see a huge pullback on today's uh, market. If I had to guess, um, I, I think you'll see a, 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 a relatively uh, pull, a small pullback on open, but then you'll start to see some money come into some of these things as well. Um, I think that's enough about the economy. So let's get into specific stocks. COP, I had posted yesterday that I was looking at COP ConocoPhillips. Um, they have a buy in the algorithm from April 29th and yesterday, this morning they announced earnings, record earnings. Um, again, it's a, a uh, energy stock, so it's not surprising that, that uh, I did not get my buy-in, by the way, um, prior to um, the, the earnings. They're trading at about 104 right now, which is just slightly up. Um, pre-market volume is super, super low. Uh, I wouldn't go into this one, um, you know, now, uh, just because I think there's better energy plays. Um, so I, I would kind of stay away from this one, if you will. Um, but I did post about that one. Now, uh, another big name that is a podcast favorite, and hopefully you got in on this one. I did not. Shame on me. Um, I need to start listening to myself. Um, but Qualcomm. Uh, big news yesterday, huge news yesterday. Uh, Qualcomm got the deal with Volkswagen to put their chips for self-driving into all Volkswagen. That was the, this is the kind of um, Taj Mahal, if you will, of Volkswagen is the Taj Mahal of, of self-driving for chips because they've got the, the distribution and it's huge. This is huge, huge, huge for Qualcomm. Uh, you had a buy-in, like I said, um, on April 27th, right before earnings or right on earnings, it looks like, um, at 136.58. <clears throat> Today, you're at one, 149. Let's see if you're at 150 in the pre-market. It might be pulling back a little bit. Yeah, 147, 148. Um, my mind, if you can get this at 145, you're still good. A- a- again, this has a P-E ratio of 15. So it's trading in, in kind of value territory. I think the S&P is trading at about 17, 16 to 17. So you are in, in value territory. You're getting a 2% yield on the dividend. Um, the ex-dividend date isn't until June 1st. So it's not a huge, huge dividend, but you've got time. It's 52-week low is 122 back in um, October of last year. Uh, so you're not necessarily touching that. 
and and you're using that as kind of okay even if things were to go really bad um you're down 10% uh but hopefully you have a 5% stop loss on this one so um i i again i i think this one's going more towards the 52 week high that was in january of 193 versus the 122 you're right in the middle there um between 200 and 100 at 150 so I, I think if you go 145, I think you could get it at 145 today. Um, if you wanted to wait and, and chance it, see if it pulls back to 140. There is in the four-hour chart, there is no indication that this one's going to be pulling back. The RSI is at 60. Um, in my particular case, I am waiting on this one. I have uh, exposure to chips in AMD and some of my other uh, funds. So I'm not necessarily... Uh, claiming victory on on chips, but with AMD's earnings, with uh, Qualcomm getting Volkswagen, um, and Qualcomm's uh, PE ratio so far down, I, I think this is one of the best values out there in the chip sector. Um, and we will talk about uh, the new mantra uh, rather than Fang. <clears throat> um, what is it? Mang. I think it is. Uh, I, wrote, I know I wrote down. Yeah, Mang. M-A-N-G, Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, and Google. Um, and NVIDIA is one that uh, I kind of have said, hey, if you can get it under 200, buy it under 200. Yesterday, it went all the way up to 204. Um, it closed at 203. It's trading right at about 200 in pre-market. Um, let's look at the algorithm to see if we're a buy yet because of yesterday's violent upward. Um, you are still a buy at 196 all the way from April 28th. So the MACD hasn't crossed down. It doesn't look like it's going to cross down. You're just getting up to uh, 50 on the RSI. The volume uh, historically, let's look at the volume. 10-day uh, volume is 58 million. 90-day is 52 million. So volume does indicate a slight upward trend. Um, my guess is that you can ride this to 220. By June, uh, I think sometime between you know in the month of May, you get if you buy at 200, you'll get this one at 220. So that is j just while we're on uh, the, the chips. Um, so Qualcomm, NVIDIA, I, I think those are huge. Uh, by the way, yesterday, just when I say 220 by June, 60% of closing bell uh, Twitter followers who voted uh, believe that by the end of the June, we will be higher than we are today. So even if you wanted to buy an index fund, 60% uh, of the people think that you'd, you'd make out really good. Um, big move yesterday in Apple. Uh, I think it was 4%, close to 4%. Like I said, the day before, we had a buy-in at 159. Um, and I said anything under 170. Uh, I even told my parents this. Um, I think it's $200 stock by the end of the year. I am holding this one. It's trading at 165, so it's pulled back about a dollar. The P ratio on Apple is 26. I don't think you're necessarily worried about that. Um, they had during their earnings, they announced that there was a uh, there's going to be a, a bad charge because of the China shutdowns, eight billion dollars in lost revenue. I think they said, um, or EBITDA. I forget which one. Stock held it. I mean, again, you can't speak to poorly about this one. There's uh, rumors of a union uh, vote 
uh, not rumors, but actually news uh, in Maryland. So not only my Apple store, but another Apple store is looking at a union. Um, but Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, they all went up yesterday. Um, let's look at Microsoft. We'll look at the Mang stuff. Um, MSFT. Uh, Microsoft is still a buy from April 27th, right after their earnings at 288. Uh, it's trading at about 290 today. So um, we looked at NVIDIA. Let's look at Google. And again, there's there's um, GOOG or GOOGL. GOOG is the better performer. You have a buy here at 2377 on GOOG. Um, that was from uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday in the afternoon candle, 2330, 2377. You're trading at 2464. I have a couple of buys. Um, let me see my Google lot. I own, what do I own? Truly mess up. Had a dog um, 
crying at the back door. Anybody with pets know, understands when a dog is crying hysterically, you've got to let them out. Um, unemployment numbers just came out. I, I'm not looking at that, but I wanted to go into CrowdStrike. Um, I do own it at 183. It did not super participate in yesterday's. Um, this one looks like it's going to get a MACD cross up here. Um, the earnings are coming out June 2nd. So you've got quite a while until a catalyst on CrowdStrike. Um, I'm a believer in this one. I ha didn't sell it. Um, you're trading up in the pre-market. I'm sorry, you closed at 200. So you're trading down to 197. Um, in the pre-market, this one did rally from 186 all the way up to 200 yesterday. So I guess it did kind of participate. Um, just the candle doesn't, the morning candle was so far down. Um, and, and again, there were issues, PanW, uh, Palo Alto Networks and Zscaler, um, are the other ones that I'm a fan of in the cybersecurity world. Uh, my dad owns Fortinet. All of these are currently out of, uh, uh, the buy in the algorithm. Um, Palo Alto Networks is looks like it's going to be the next to report on May 19th. Um, let's look at Zscaler. Zscaler is uh, May, May 24th, right after that. Uh, Zscaler, you would have had a sell yesterday, um, but there's a lot of buys and sells, it looks like, on this one. The algorithm, the performance is 85% versus 165% um, buy and hold. So, uh, you know, again, kind of choose your poison on this one. But um, the RSI is at 46. Zscaler with earnings coming up. This one might be an opportunity to buy. The, the, uh, I don't think that the volume in these, no, CrowdStrike volume on the 10-day is 3 million. On the 90-day, it's 4 million. Um, Zscaler on the 10-day is 1.6 million, and the 90-day is 2.5 million. So you really don't have the volume on these um, to kind of push them forward, but you do have um, uh, the, the, the technicals, the MACD kind of cross up, the, the RSI being low, um, and earnings for the catalyst coming up. Um, I am a holder of Zscaler, or I'm sorry, CrowdStrike and Palo Alto, not Zscaler. Um, I like those three in this particular, uh, particular segment. Now, Snowflake is another interesting one because yesterday it did semi-participate. Um, we had a buy on April 28th at 182. You're at 186, I believe. Um, let's see what you're doing in the pre-market right now. Um, let's see. Snowflake is 183, right where I bought it, I think. Uh, I think I want, bought it right around here. Wrote it all the way up to 220. Um, this is a 400 stock back in November. Uh, this is one of my long-term ones. Um, it's a super long-term one, so I believe in it. Um, but it's a great opportunity to get in here. Um, they're losing money per share, but this is one of those stocks that, you know, Amazon was losing money um, back in the 2000s to, to look at it that way. And people said they wouldn't, they wouldn't uh, you know, amount to anything. That's kind of where Snowflake is. They're doubling their revenues every year um, with uh, earnings. So I, I think that's a, that's a good opportunity to take, a good chance to take. Um, let's look at some of Tom's from yesterday. Zim, which is the one that I believe in, um, just with their uh, $17 dividend. 
Um, earnings are coming up on May 17th. Again, you have a buy here at 56.51. Let's see if they participated yesterday. Um, and DAC, I think, is one. I'll look at the ones that he mentioned the other day. And I know, Tom, you had a bunch that you wrote me last night. I just, being lazy and haven't looked it up. Um, but I will, I promise. Um, Zim P ratio is 1.67. Uh, the 10 day volume is 4.2 million versus 4.6 over 90 days. You're trading a little bit down, closed at 64.89. Um, so it was up yesterday. Um, in trading, it opened up at about 62. Um, had a little bit of a rally, then kind of settled down at about the price where it opened up at, um, in the morning and then kind of finished the day up, uh, kind of where it rallied in the morning too. So you're looking at it down a little bit, um, 64.51 from a 64.89 close. Uh, again, the dividend was $17 on this one. Will they announce another dividend um, of the same magnitude? Perhaps they made 14.17 per share um, in the last quarter. They made 12.16 in the quarter before that. They made 7.38 in the quarter before that. China shutdowns. Uh, who knows, uh, war in Ukraine, uh, pricing power. Could they price themselves out of this again? If they're making four to 12, $12 and 16 cents and then, and, and they're trading at $51 a share there, um, they make $14 and 17 cents and they're trading at $70 there. Um, I I'm kind of in the belief that even if they pull back to $12 and 16 cents, you're still looking at a 60, $70 stock. So, um, Tom obviously believes in this one and this is one of his big plays. Um, DAC, uh, and I'm just going to focus on your shippers, Tom, cause there's a bunch of others too. DAC participated a little bit yesterday up at 88. Um, their earnings are coming up on May 17th. So you did have a buy on this one on April 29th in the algorithm. Um, the, the big kind of volume spike that happened on April 25th, which took it way down, it's just kind of touching the 200-day. But like I, I mentioned yesterday, DAC, um, th there's a death uh, cross that, that looks like it might happen. Again, if we tr kind of trade sideways, which is where it looks like it's going to go uh, for, for maybe the next week or so. Um, other big news of the morning, and, and I'll kind of cut this one short, uh, this podcast a little short. Um, Got to go take care of my dogs. But Elon had, uh, he announced that he's got funding from Twitter for Twitter. Um, so there's two stocks that, that are affected by this. Uh, Twitter, which is in pre-market, is trading up above 50 um, from 49. Let's see where it is. But remember... His bid is fifty four twenty, so you're at fifty dollars and fifteen cents. Um, this one traded all the way up to about fifty dollars and seventy cents in pre market. Um, my belief on this one, personally, it's going to go through. I'll probably buy a little bit more to be honest. I'll, I'll wait for maybe forty eight dollars where it was yesterday, um, uh, because I do think that it, it'll come back down after news settles. But maybe $48. I think he's going to get it. Larry Ellison is somebody who's backing this one. Um, there's talk that Jack Dorsey is going to put some money towards it as well. Um, again, you don't have to believe that what he's going to do with the business is good. All you have to believe is that the bid will go through at 5420. 
if he's going through all of this work and, and, and selling some, some of his Tesla stock, you best believe he's going to make this, this thing happen. Uh, he's going to go in front of regulators and, you know, maybe the regulators from Europe say, no, you can't do this or no, you can't. I think he pulls Twitter out of Europe. I don't think he's against that. He just says, hey, we're going to stop, you know, doing business in Europe then. Fine. I don't think he cares. Um, but, you know, he's got Tesla to run as well. But it is up 2% in the pre-market. Again, if, if you think that this one's going to go through 54.20, you just have to price your, your, your timing of the buy on that one. Um, and in, in, in kind of relation to that one, Activision Blizzard. Um, the symbol is ATVI. Remember, this is a $95 uh, bid from Microsoft. Uh, it's trading up. Well, down slightly. It closed yesterday at 79.24. It participated slightly in the rally yesterday. Not really. Um, but it's trading down at 79.10 in the pre-market. Um, so... Again, $95. This is one that Warren Buffett believes. Uh, oh, speaking of Warren Buffett, he bought more Oxy, Occidental Petroleum, OXY. Uh, this one in pre-market is up at 62.62. 52-week high where I bought it, 63.56. Let me see where I bought it. God, this one still sticks in my craw. Essentially what happened, I was in pre-market. I didn't look at my, um, my purchase, and I purchased at market price where I shouldn't have, um, uh, we bought it 62.93. Um, yeah, 62.93. My average purchase price, because there was a secondary purchase of $26. That's what was a, um, a dividend that I got 59.36. So my average purchase price, 62.92. Uh, which puts me close to breaking even. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I might put more money into it. I got about $12,000 into that one. The cost is 12612 12, So um, today it's worth 12340 but pre-market. In the pre-market, it's going up. So uh, one other one that I want to point out, speaking of energy, solar energy, S-E-D-G, uh, SEDGE. I've traded this one since 2020. I haven't owned it for very long. But when you look at the 90-day volume at 1 million and the 10-day volume at 1.1 million, and when I look at the algorithm, um, you can see clearly there was a buy here at 253.38 back on April 28th. They had their earnings on May 2nd. Ever since those earnings have come by, um, there's been a, a pretty good move and, and I don't want to say a, a great move, but a pretty good solid four candles that are green. Um, this is one, you know, again, the algorithm makes you 129% versus buying and holding makes you 134%. So what does that tell me? That tells me that there's a really volatile move in this in this stock, and you can use this algorithm to for safety. The beta versus the asset is 0.75. So you're really, really safe using the algorithm on this one. Um, within a thousand candles, you had 27 positions, 12 were wins, 15 losses. The average 
win was 16%. The average loss was 6%. So this one takes you out of those, uh, those huge runs. And again, if, if you're really looking at the chart on this one, um, it's fairly clear when these big drawdowns happen and when not to get in, when, when it's not going to be a huge move up versus a huge move up. The huge move ups happen at 12, 12, 16, 12, 30. They don't happen at the 1260, 1280, or 332 moves. So of those um, 15 losses, in my mind, you could probably cut that in half to seven losses um, and an average drawdown of 6% and just keep those wins and, again, beat um, the asset performance. Now, uh, right now, the RSI is at 60. I would probably not buy it, wait for it to settle down a little bit. But this is a stock that regularly goes back to 320. Um, SEDJ, uh, that's a one. Um, and by the way, just on a separate note, I think I posted this on Twitter. Uh, SPG, Simon Property Group, which is one of my faves as well. Um, it is a buy with a MACD cross up on this morning candle. I don't know the price of where it's going to buy, but they have earnings on May 9th next week. So. Um, I, in, in my mind, again, um, when you're looking at some of the consumer, uh, they're, they're going after Kohl's, maybe they announce a Kohl's purchase on this one. Maybe they announce, you know, what they've, they've offered to Kohl's. Um, either way, you're at 120, 124, it looks like. Um, and you'll probably get a buy here at 124. 52 week low is 113 back at this time, May 2nd of last year. So you've made a full, complete roundabout to where you were last year. Um, you've got the, the 52-week high of 171. I don't think we're going back to 171. The P-E ratio is 18. Remember, uh, S&P wants this to be at 17 or 16. So there is potentially more downside. Um, when I look at the chart, I don't particularly see the downside on this one. I see this as, you know, back on May 2nd of this year. Um, where where it hit his 52 week low of 113 uh i i think that's that's kind of you know a, again you're at a 52 week low there's support here for it pre-pandemic this thing was trading around 150 and while you wait you're getting a five percent dividend um the dividend is gonna come they're, they're completely you know normal dividend payers and david simon's a good businessman so uh, i do think that that's an opportunity just wanted to put it out there. Hopefully this recording doesn't screw up with the middle of it. But I uh, hope you have a great day. Uh, again, uh, like I said, Uvixi and, and Tom, Tom, you were right. Uvixi was probably the buy uh, into the close yesterday. Just knowing that today you'd have a, a little bit of a set, settle down. Um, we're going to open down. And Uvixi was probably a good one. Let's see. Let's just look at it on Active Trader Pro. I hate fudging my, you know, making myself sick with things that could have been, um, but uh, it's not too bad. I was going to, you were going to buy it at 14 and it's at 1440. Um, so 40 cents, not a huge move, a couple percent. Um, but Uvixi was probably going to be the play. Oh, oil. Let's see UCO. UCO, I think went crazy yesterday. Yeah. It closed at 172. 
It's at 177 pre-market. Oil's going up. Like I said, you're going to hit 190 on this one um, at some point in time. But UCO, uh, the 10-day volume, 550,000. 90-day volume is 882,000. So you really don't have volume driving this one up. It's the cost of oil. <clears throat> so people are trading it. Okay, talk to you tomorrow.